You're listening to Are You Happy Business Podcast on Captivate. Hey, Are You Happy Podcast. I'm here with Allison Seppi from Neely Laton. It's a very well-known clothing brand, particularly serving women. And more recently in the last year, starting to branch out into serving men as well, selling men's clothing. Um, some of some big names that have worn their clothing, um, Gigi Hadid, Jennifer Aniston, um, and many, many more. Um, Allison, can you take it away and let me know, I guess, your passion for Neely Luton as a brand and what they, sort of their mission? Yeah, um, thank you for having me. Um, I would say my number one passion and the reason why I'm so invested in Neely's mission um, really centers around the idea of making women's lives easier. Um, the clothing that we make is really meant for women to um, feel powerful, for them to feel great when they get dressed in the morning, be it a sweater, a blazer, a pair of pants, um, so that she can just get dressed and and go about her day and, and do all the things that... Um, um, are actually more interesting than her clothes. Um, I really believe in that mission. I really think it's a powerful but simple one. Um, and I've been really honored and um, yeah, it's been it's been a great mission to work towards. Um, how long have you been working as a chief operating officer with Neely? I've only been with Neely for two months. Um, and before that, I, I've been a COO for about three years now. And before that, I've been in um, senior operations um, positions at other brands. Um, can you speak to your perspective on, I guess, leadership in the workplace? And um, if you want to add this or if you want to just, I'll just ask afterwards, maybe, but like, can you speak to the culture? and how to build a productive culture within a company. Yeah, so I think that one of the most impactful things that I learned about earlier in my career and which has really helped me define who I want to be as a leader is the concept of servant servant leadership. Um and if you're not familiar with this management philosophy, it's pretty simple. It really just means that as a leader, you see your role um as an opportunity to serve others, particularly your team. Um your primary focus is to build up your employees to do whatever you can as a leader to support them in their goals within the organization, to listen to them, to give them the tools, the support that they need to be the best possible versions of themselves. Um, it requires you to be really intellectually humble because at the end of the day, you spend the majority of your time listening and not speaking. Um, and in doing that, you learn a lot um, and you um can really inspire a lot of trust, I think, in your employees. That's really the primary goal. Um, and a lot of really positive social interactions come from it, um, which I found, one, like leads to the happiness of my team, but also, and their productivity is much better as a result. Um, but it also makes me really happy at the end of the day, because at the core, I'm focusing on how I can serve them. Um so that's been a really important thing um, for me to kind of follow in my career. I love that. Like we, as Are You Happy, um, have noticed that the common thread between some of the happiest people is serving other, serving others. And I'm happy to see that you're taking that into the business world. Um, how, I guess, is there a specific experience or a time where you feel like you learned that in your career? Um, yeah, I, I would say there's two really like 
moments that stick out. One was when I, my first job was working in a warehouse um, and working in a warehouse, if you've never done it before is hard. Um, A lot of the work is like pretty thankless and it can be really monotonous. Um, But the people who um, I was working with at the time were amazing people and they took a lot of pride in their work. And for me as a leader, I was really challenged to think about, okay, how can I support them in these roles that in general, there's not a lot of growth opportunity. There's some, but not a huge amount. And so it's a, it's a much bigger challenge to actually like motivate them and reward them and make them feel like their work is fulfilling. And so that was really like the spark for me that I thought, okay, I want to do this here, but I also want to do this for the rest of my life. Um, And the second thing is my mom. So my mom's worked for FedEx for about 40 years and their um, motto is people, uh, people, service, profit. So at the core, it's really about the people that they have. And their philosophy is that if you take care of the people who work for you, they're going to give your customers amazing service. And then as a result, you're going to profit. And I remember really clearly one day I was in management school at FIT and my mom came in to give a lecture. She was super nervous because she'd never done this um, in front of me. Um, And I'd never seen her in that light. And a lot of what she talked about was like, how do you inspire the people who work for you? How do you get them to have buy-in to what you're trying to accomplish every day? And it was such an inspiring thing for me. One, to like see my mom in that light because I'd never seen her do that. And two, to like kind of cement for me that this like lifelong passion of mine was really rooted in what she did as well. Um, and yeah, those two things I think really sparked me to to continue to commit myself to this. So the warehouse experience happened before and you already learned that concept and then you saw your mom do it and it really solidified it for you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and I think also like when you find something that you really want to commit yourself to, you're constantly opening yourself up to like further like cement that in your mind. So you're always kind of looking for those opportunities to learn more and like re-solidify what your values are. And so, you know, that was one. And then down the track, I've had many more where I've thought, okay, this is like really what I should be doing. And this is why. This might be a tough question, but you seem very passionate on the topic and I'm sure you've probably thought about it, but how do you build and the company that's scaling, how do you build a management structure that, um, I guess, promotes servant leadership or just makes everybody feel recognized and make sure there's just no gaps, make sure, making sure everyone's recognized. Is there, is there any ideas that you've thought of? It's hard. Uh, I'll say that to start because often um, people climb the ranks in management and become leaders without actually really ever thinking about how they look at themselves in a leadership position. Um, But one of the things that I try to do, especially when one is I I always have one-on-ones with my team to ask them how they're doing to really understand like, um, you know, are we doing everything that we can to support you? And I really encourage my managers to also do that, to have lots of conversations with their teams to learn more. Um, And the other thing that I really try to do is to promote questions around conflict. So one of the things that, you know, you deal with on a regular basis, especially within organizations is different divisions competing for different goals. Um, 
And when you have that, I always try to um, have my managers ask people, okay, have you thought about it from their perspective? Is there anything that you think they would tell you differently about this? Um, and so it's not a, it's not perfect, um, but at the core, the idea is to empower your managers and your leaders to also be asking the right questions and supporting their teams. I like that. It's about, it's about like people. So I guess the way that you would go about this is by treating people in the best way you can and asking those questions that will bring out that sort of behavior that you desire. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple, but at, at the end of the day, it works, you know, it's, it's something that like, if people feel like they've been heard or they feel like they've at least been considered, it's, it's a much easier path, um, to get people to align and ultimately work towards the same goals. It's funny when you were talking, I was thinking, I had a, I had a podcast yesterday and there was a CEO of this like manufacturing company, like over 200 employees. And he said every morning what he does to like, I guess, like connect with everybody on the team is that he says good morning to every single person before he like gets into work. And just like that simple, like interaction, just that one word, like through time he's been able to like have little conversations with everyone and like really connect with everybody, even though their team. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful concept. It's such a nice thing. And you think about how simple it is, but like how many places have you worked with, worked for that were like, that's actually what happens where the CEO goes around and just says hi to everybody every morning, but it's beautiful. And it's such a nice, it really shows that they care and where their values are, which is with their people. Yeah. And I feel like that needs to happen from day one of their job. Cause I feel like if they don't like do that, then it's just, they just get into a poor, like I've had bosses that like seem like they're just avoiding talking to people and like, don't like, maybe they're a little more shy than the other others. And they just like kind of seem like they're avoiding, but I think it's a really great practice to at least say hello to people. Yeah, um, of course. But can you speak to um, other, I guess, responsibilities as chief operating officer, um, like within like Neely Laton? Yeah. So a lot of the work that I do is to take Neely's vision and where she wants to be, what she wants to accomplish, and to really break that down into one like broad goals for the company, but also individual goals so that everyone knows one, like what they have to achieve, um, which is such an important thing, but I think is often hard in organizations, especially ones that are growing really quickly to make sure everyone really knows what they have to do. And the second thing, which is actually more important is why they're doing it and what impact their work is going to have in the broader company goals. Um, so it means that I'm working across divisions. I work with production and development and sales and buying and retail. And um, a lot of the work that I do is aside from giving people goals, also making sure that the work everyone is doing is cohesive and that um, it's not in conflict. And it sounds like a very simple thing, but um it's um, it's the most important thing I think that that you can do because it means that everyone's work has value. I like that a lot. Um, what about your experience with just working with Neely specifically? Um, is there any like maybe personal anecdotes you can share or just like your appreciation for her passion for her work? Um, yeah, so... Neely, I think, is one of the most authentic leaders and authentic um, 
founders that I've met. Um, one of the first conversations I had with her, um, I was considering whether or not to take the role. And I was nervous because I have a two-year-old and a work-life balance is really important to me. Um, and one of the first things she said to me was like, you can't come to a better place. I think you should have three children and you should have more because they're amazing. And um, I love women who work for me um, that have families because they come in, they get their job done and there's no BS. They just do it. And I love it. And to me, that was like so refreshing and nice. And like, I think really embodies who she is as a person. Like she really cares about women and the people who work for her. Um, and she's just down to earth. Like she has a, you know, she has a huge business. Um, and she told me this story the other day when she was like first starting out and she went to a Pilates class in, in Tribeca and she had sewn in and, and, um, she hung up her coat and it was a Neely Laton jacket. And this woman was like, Oh, that's so cute. Do you put your name into all of your jackets? And <laughs> like, she was a child and she just thought it was like the funniest thing. So like, she has this also incredible amount of humility, even though she's built this incredible business. So um, yeah, I haven't worked with her for a huge amount of time, but I'm just continuously inspired by her every day. Awesome. I feel like it's super important to have a good relationship as a COO with your CEO, obviously. Yeah, of course. It seems like you're very in line with what her mission is as well. Is the company, does the company primarily like have women in their workforce? Is that like sort of a part of the model? Yeah, um, I would say actually every one of our senior directors and hire is a woman. It's not something that we like set out to do, but I think we naturally just attract, um, female leaders. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely not something that like we look to do specifically, but by nature, um, that's what the organization has become. So, yeah. Just because Neely is just so like, I guess, understanding and also, also just empowers women and totally. makes accommodations for people like you who have like kids. Exactly. Is, is there like something, I don't know, I was just thinking, is there like days where you can maybe potentially like bring your kid or do people do like people bring their kids to work? Yeah, we're we're actually planning on doing that in the next couple of weeks. Um, people bringing grandkids and um, their kids because um, I think also like as we've grown, you know, we have over a hundred employees now, which like five years ago, Neely definitely didn't. Um, this idea that it's like really important to like stop and get to know everyone's family so that their person outside of work is super important. So um, that's something that we're going to be doing in the next couple of weeks that we're really excited about. Okay. I think that that's a um, feature of a like successful business where you can like, I don't know, bring, make your workplace sort of feel like home by bringing your dog or by bringing like your kid if you need to. Um, yeah, I, I know I'm just thinking like Amazon at the start of it, this is like a, for a different purpose, but they just like Bezos just like wanted the workplace to feel like home as much as possible for other reasons. He's probably like overworking his employees and keeping them, trying to keep them to, um, at the office as long as possible. But, um, I think it's very valuable to just like have that extra aspect of like being able to connect with people's families. Um, so I want to speak about like potentially um, so far with your work with Neely, is there any challenges or obstacles you faced and 
potentially how you plan to overcome them? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of obstacles and challenges every day. Um, and I would say, you know, aside from the the normal challenges that you would experience as a COO, um, I guess the, the ones that are like the most complex to deal with are often like the people um, and making sure that everyone can work together in a really cohesive way. Um, yeah, and, and it really just goes back to, I think, like, making sure that people feel supported and that they can um, be transparent and honest. Um, So yeah, without going into like the specifics, I think that that's really like the core of what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah, the core is what we've been talking about this whole time is just like people and just like the core. it's It's really people. And it's like just trying to build a culture where people feel like they can be honest with each other in a, you know, positive way in a productive way. Um, Cause often it's not easy to do that. And there's a lot of times where there's conflict and people want to protect their own interests. And I think the more that you can create um, a community within a company, the better the company is going to do. Um, it's easier said than done because we've sort of been trained to do the opposite to like, you know, focus on what your individual division's goal is, but the more that you can break that down and have everyone work towards one picture um, or one goal, the better, the better it's ultimately going to be. I liked what you said earlier. I actually wrote it down for my own personal memory, but you wrote, you said something you do is you promote questions around conflict. Yeah. So Oftentimes, like, and if you think about it, if you've ever had an argument with someone, if you, you know, you around politics or religion, and like often it kind of deteriorates into this, like, I'm right and you're wrong. And anyone who's had that kind of conversation knows that you got nowhere. You know, you basically like come away from that, not changing the other person's mind, probably having a really negative interaction and, and probably thinking like that person's an idiot. They don't know what they're talking about. Etc. And so it kind of like breaks down that social connection. But if you approach a conflict with a little bit more intellectual humility and approach it in the way where you say, like, maybe I don't know everything about this. Like, what don't I know? And it's that kind of approach of like, I'm a scientist and I want to understand every angle of the conflict, every angle of the question. And how much can I learn from this interaction? Not how much can I prove that I'm right? assume actually that I'm wrong. Assume that I'm actually, my position on this is not correct. I, I actually want to learn all the different things to either at the end of it, solidify, no, I am correct in this, um, or come out of it and say, um, no, you know what? I learned something and, and my perspective is, is changed. And it's a really difficult thing to do and to teach people to do, but the more that you can empower leaders to do that and to approach every question in conflict as this is an opportunity for me to learn something new and to learn someone else's perspective, um, the more they're going to actually be productive because they're going to learn. Um, and the more you're going to have quality conflict, like conflict that actually produces change and innovation and results instead of breaking down um, the relationship between people. Um, So the more that you can, I think, try to practice that and promote that in your organization, um, the better for everyone you're going to be. I like that because I feel like sometimes people on a team might have 
a conflict of sorts and they just feel like something isn't working the way they want it to be working in the business and they just don't speak up and then like they might have a great idea and you never know so how do you um i guess how do you like actually promote yeah. <laughs> speak up and then secondly i do want to ask this question before i forget but um how i guess what is your process when you hear the conflict um from actually like remediating it and like solving it like do you, obviously you're not on the spot being like this is the this is the answer um you go i'm sure you, you go go back and um think about it and make sure you hear every perspective and like what is your what is your process yeah so um my process around that is is one to sit down with each side separately because often there's too much emotion when people do have a conflict to actually sit down together as a group and like hash it out because people can get quite emotional and defensive and it's it's not a fault because it shows that they care um but i like to just sit down with them and and ask questions um and make sure they understand that i'm listening so i ask them you know how did you come to this why do you feel like this is important um and ask as much as i can to get their perspective and then i always end by saying okay if you were to argue the other side what would you tell me and immediately what that does is is say, okay, I hear you, but also tell me about what you think the other person is thinking. And the second that you can get people to start to think about the other side and force them to say, I need you to actually advocate for that person. It really puts them in a position to say, okay, let me think about it from this angle. And already they're a little bit less defensive. And then I do that with each person. And often I would say 90% of the time, I don't have to have any more involvement. They come to me and say, you know what? I'm actually going to go and work that out directly with that person because I feel like I understand a little bit more. Sometimes I do need to get involved more and I need to sit down and say, okay. And sometimes I need to be a boss and say, okay, this is after I've heard both sides, this is what we're going to do. Um, but I'm, I've always been kind of amazed by like, just by asking questions and having people think about things in a different way, how much um, you can actually get out of them. Um, your first question was about um, I what- you, I can, uh, yeah, how do you um, promote that culture of like speaking up about um, some sort of conflict or just something that, an opinion that someone has about maybe how the business is working that they don't necessarily agree with? Yeah. So one of the things that I always do is to get to know every single employee from the start um, and let them know that my door is always open. So um, they can come and talk to me about anything and it's a safe space. They can say like, I'm really worried about this or I'm having an issue with this. And it doesn't mean that I'm always going to react to what they're saying, but at least they know that they can come to me and they can be heard and there's no repercussions for that. Um, the second thing that I really believe in is to have different departments sit down together at least once a quarter and talk about the process and the obstacles that they're facing as a group. Um, because it's in those scenarios that you might have someone who's pretty junior, like an assistant that is given the opportunity to say like, you know what, I noticed this. And I was thinking if we did it this way, it might be a better thing. And Again, it's such a simple concept. It's literally just like we're sitting down for two hours and just talking. Um, but everyone feels like they have the opportunity to contribute and to um, say what they think could be done better. It doesn't mean that we always 
take everything that everyone says, but at least people feel heard. And if they're able to get something across the line in the business, um, that buy-in that they have just gotten, you know, if it's like, I think that we should be buying like this pen versus this pen. Okay. Now we've bought this pen and that person had that idea. Like what an amazing feeling as an employee to know that you've actually impacted that. And it's a small thing. Like it's a small example that I'm giving, but it means that they really get to feel like they've had some sort of impact um, on the organization as a whole. And I never underestimate that because it's one of the most powerful things to employee retention and happiness is feeling like they actually matter. Um, and that's across life. You know, if you feel like you matter in what you're doing or you have fulfillment in what you're doing, you're going to be happier and you're going to be more invested in whatever it is that you're doing. I agree. As you're talking, I was like, this is golden because it's just not only just is it fulfilling and it's just the right thing to do, but it just creates retention. Like you, if you feel like you have, I guess, say in like what's being done and if something actually gets done, I feel like that increases retention by like the odds of like retaining that employee by like tenfold. But um, yeah, I do want to like quickly talk about the industry, like the fashion industry as a whole, maybe how does, um, Neely, Laton, like differentiate themselves and sort of, I'm curious, what do you guys do for, um, you guys, mostly you girls, mostly y'all, um, what do you do for, for marketing? Like, how do you, like, why are you guys the best? Why are you, why are you all the best? <laughs> um, and what we do and what differentiates us. Yeah. I would say that the, the number one thing that dif differentiates the brand, I think, to others in the industry is that um, we don't put a huge focus on marketing. We really let the product um, stand up for itself. Um, Neely's never really done fashion shows. I think she did one as part of a prize that she won, and she never felt like it really did very much. She felt like it was, um, you know more of a show for other people than for her clients. And so um, she's always invested in kind of opening more stores, figuring out ways that we can really reach out to our clients and make them feel like they're heard, like they're important and putting the focus one on the product and making that the best that it can be. And two, making our, our clients really at the center of our organization. So everything that we do, we ask like, Will this be meaningful to our client? Will this be something that she will appreciate and understand? And if it's not, we don't do it. Um, you know, and as we're growing, we're looking at different marketing because we want to obviously expand and get new customers and bring more people into our world because what we think that what we do is really special and unique. Um, but at the core, um, we really let those two things speak for themselves as much as possible. Yeah, so I, I did have the... Um, presumption that fashion shows are like a big thing that any fashion company would do. But you said that um, you focus on just opening new locations. And I, mm -hmm. I suppose just like, I guess your brand image is a big part of it. Just like making sure your, the image of your brand um, is what you want it to be. Where, just like curious, popped up in my head, where, what are some of your most like profitable or popular locations? Are you on like Rodeo Drive or anything like that? Or, um, no, so um, we have um, four store locations in Manhattan. Um, 
one on the Upper East Side, one in Meatpacking, one in Tribeca, and one in Soho. We also have a store in East Hampton. Um, we have a store in Palm Beach, and we're about to open a store on North Sycamore um, in LA in April, actually. So that'll be our first location in California, which is a really big market for us. Um, we have a lot of clients there um, who shop with us already on web. So we're really excited to open up that location and give them an opportunity to experience um, the brand in a store environment. I think that this is, this is a good time to close and ask, um, I guess, where can the audience we're speaking to right now reach your company like are you active on social media what's your website um and also like if you want people to reach out to you how would they find you yeah and people can find me on linkedin um if they would like to reach out to me i'm active there so they can feel free to send me a message um we are active on social media we have an instagram a tiktok so at neely Lotan. um and neelylotan.com is where you can find um our store and our website. Thank you so much, Allison, Chief Operating Officer of Mealy Latan. I'm very excited for where the company is headed with your new leadership and all the ways that the unique ways that you go about leadership. And I feel like it's it's going to help the company a lot. And it's definitely in line with how Neely thinks about the company, it seems. Um, we talked about servant leadership and how important that is. Um, I just want to highlight that because I feel like me and you both think that more companies should think in that way. Um, it's just how humans work, I feel like. And if you just incorporate how humans operate into a business, that's the best thing you can do. Um, Absolutely. I just want to highlight a couple of things you said that um, just like resonated with me. You said promote questions around conflict. You said if you're, you, when you do conflict remediation, you ask if you were to argue the other side, what would you tell me? Um, and that question itself and the way you go about that conversation often solves the problem and then you don't even have to, but sometimes you do have to do your own problem solving. And then, yeah, those are, I guess I also want to point out how I appreciate the mission that you and Neely are striving towards about providing clothing for women and making women feel empowered by the clothing that you guys sell. I really appreciate this conversation about like just culture and operations of Neely. I'm really excited for you guys to have to have to offer. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>